0: Brunch is traditionally what you do when you have a terrible hangover, but in Utah, maybe that's not
1: the case for everybody. Good Thursday morning, and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm your host, Dayton Olander. Our first story is going to have your mouth watering. Tribune reporter Stephanie Russell covers some of the best eateries in Utah, and her latest article highlights five of the state's most delicious brunch locations. I got a chance to ask Stephanie more about her story and what's so special about the often overlooked meal. Hi Stephanie, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast.
0: Thanks, Dayton, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, of course. So first, can you talk a bit about where the idea for this brunch-themed story came from?
0: It actually came from my editor, Sean Means, um, but I, I thought it was a great idea because uh, brunch is traditionally what you do when you have a terrible hangover (laughs) but in Utah maybe that's not the case for everybody and it seems like it's kind of a brunchy city I moved here from St. Louis in January and it wasn't quite as brunchy and I think part of it is people go to brunch after church like a lot of people here go to church and, and it's very social and family oriented and I think it's more a way for people to sort of get together in groups and of course there are those who have hangovers too but uh and there's just so many different places to go to and they're so um all over the map in terms of location and what they offer and I mean you can get everything from like the classic you know um You know, greasy diner, bacon and eggs to really high end stuff uh, to things that are totally out of left field in terms of brunch. So, yeah, I thought it was, it would be a really interesting exercise and it seemed like it would be useful to readers.
1: Absolutely. And so, you again, you mentioned how many. Restaurants serve brunch. It seems like almost all of them do, and so. But you wrote primarily about five different restaurants in the state. Uh, how did you pick out those five out of the hundreds or maybe even thousands of brunch-serving eateries um, in Utah?
0: Well, I'm sure I I missed some. I'm sure I'll get, I'll get some <laughs> messages from people like, "Why didn't you include this one?" So I did. So initially, what I did was just send a question out on Twitter. And I just wanted to get a sense of, like, where people like to go and um, what was out there. I got a huge response on Twitter. And so I took that into consideration. And I also took into consideration past reporting at different places. And I tried to find spots that, I mean, I think it's pretty easy for people to find, you know, sort of like the diner food, bacon and egg stuff. So I tried to find stuff that's a little special maybe slightly unusual, but still uh, places that people spoke really highly of. I also asked people to tell me why they liked these particular spots. So it was sort of uh, crowdsourced, but backed up by personal experience.
1: Okay, well, that sounds amazing. So can you give us a brief description of maybe a couple of the restaurants you highlighted in your story? Details like you know, where they're located, what they serve, and anything else that makes them different or special?
0: Mm-hmm. so uh in salt lake city proper um hub and spoke is super super popular uh, and it does have those sort of standard brunch dishes and it's got like bloody marys and mimosas so it's got the classic brunch stuff but it's also got a lot of southern dishes and it's very popular and uh arlo i also included it's up in the marmalade neighborhood uh, it's real simple, straightforward, but really high-quality ingredients, like very elevated but accessible. Um, I also included the Needles Lodge and Snow Basin because it's sort of like a mini vacation. You take take the gondola (laughs) up, and it's not cheap, but it is definitely a a really interesting experience. Um, I included Piper Down because they have a vegan buffet, which I feel like... Not everybody knows uh, the fellow who owns Piper Down is vegan, and so he has very high standards for for vegan food. So I wanted to make sure there was something for everybody uh, with that one, but maybe not the obvious choice. And then there's this restaurant called Sunday's Best that only does brunch. You can get brunch seven days a week. It's like the brunch restaurant, so it seemed like that was something that had to be included.
1: Absolutely. And have you visited any of these places before writing the story?
0: I have, but I'm going to be cagey here. (laughs) Not not play play favorites. I think all of them are good options. It's just sort of like what you're looking for. Um, I will say I had a really wonderful um, discovery thanks to actually um, the Twitter account for Quarters Arcade Bar answered my question and said that there's a really great croque madame at Eva's Bakery, which I have not had, and I totally plan to go have because I didn't know you could get. Madame in Salt Lake, so, so I plan on, on trying that. I mean, there's a lot of places that readers suggested that I'm super curious about and really want to try.
1: Great, and final question. I know you said you don't want to play favorites, but I feel like I have to ask, did you try any of the food from any of these locations when you visited there, and is there one that maybe wasn't your favorite, but that you enjoyed um, a t- particular amount? Uh,
0: again, I'm, I mean, I, I have to be, I wouldn't have chosen them if I didn't feel like they were like, solid choices so um I will I do want to mention that there were a lot of people who talked about how sad they were that Blue Plate Diner is gone <laughs> so I have to put uh that out there that I really miss Blue Plate Diner that that was a personal favorite of mine that is no longer around and Billanatus and too I- I'm really sad that's gone there was a lot of lamenting about those those places being gone so um I mean, it's just these these favorite places people have. There's just, you know, they're they're very close to people's hearts. They, they feel really strongly about it. And that was another reason it was so fun to report
1: this. It's just people are so, people are passionate about brunch. I had no idea. <laughs> well, rightfully so. It's a underrated meal. And so I think that's all I have for you. Again, thanks so much for your time, Stephanie. Thanks, Dayton. Stephanie's story is out today, and you can find it at sltrib.com. Next, reporter Jordan Miller discusses her reporting on Utah's wildfire season and how to be prepared for one of these disasters.
2: This week I wrote a story on wildfires um, just to give people a little bit of information on how this year's fire season is looking in Utah and some context on last year's fire season along with information on what kind of resources are out there to prepare and prevent wildfires. So as of this week, we've had about 200 wildfires so far this Year. Usually, Utah's fire season runs from June 1st to October 31st. And around this time last year, we had around 326 wildfires. And the year before, we had 350 wildfires. So we are a bit down, but it's really important to be aware of your risk. And in the story, I've kind of listed some different resources that are available to determine that risk and what kind of things you need to do to prevent wildfire damage. And also, just kind of be aware and make a plan for if a wildfire does occur near your location. So check out my story.
1: Thanks, Jordan. And that's it today for the Daily Buzz. A huge shout out to Salt Lake City band The Pelicans for our music and to Sage Miller for producing this episode.